Welcome to Resellology Podcast. My name is Melissa Vandridge, and I am a full-time reseller. This podcast is mainly about my business and about what I'm doing with my business. It's mainly to document my journey and to be able to A, reflect on where I've been and how far I've come, but also to try to help people along the way. Okay, so I learned from experience, it goes live, I think as soon as I hit that button, but I have it playing on the other my other screen because I have two monitors, so let's see. But anyway, I'll wait till it actually shows up on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it might be, I have to refresh the screen. Yeah, I'm very unprofessional with this, I swear. That's okay. gonna be dead space <laughs> yeah okay so I have it muted on the other screen so yeah we're live okay thank you for coming back to another live episode my name is Melissa and Vandy's Closet is my channel name and um every week I want to ha I'm having someone new every week come onto my channel and we discuss kind of like a casual conversation and discuss like what we do and reseller stuff. Anyway, so my guest this week is Victoria from Super Geeked. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Victoria? Um, well, I've been a reseller off and on since the late 90s and started on eBay way back in the day and moved to Etsy whenever Etsy launched um, in the early 2000s and then, you know, worked full time and then lost my job of 10 years wow. and got thrown back into reselling kind of just by a fluke. And I've been reselling for full time for about a year and a half now. And um, yeah, so, you know, see what else I live in Mississippi, in <laughs> South, very, very deep South. Yeah, um, we live on the beach in the Gulf of Mexico and um, married and I have two kids and, you know, just trying to, you know, live life through 2020. It's been crazy. <laughs> oh, I know this year has been nuts, like complete nuts. And I don't think next year is going to be any less nuts, to be perfectly honest. Um, I think it's just going to be a different kind of nuts, if you will. Anyway, um, so I'm going to say hi to people. Hi, Holly and Lauren. Hello, Lisette. You are the best. Um, and yeah, and then Murrayed Life and Brandon Murray. Brandon Murray. I don't think I've ever, I've heard, oh, hey, Jacob. Um, I've, I've heard of Married Life, Murrayed Life and I have not yet gone to your channel. Yeah, that's my friend Alicia. She she was in my last Ben's video. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so she lives here, and she's got way more subscribers on YouTube than me. I'm like a piddly little channel compared to her. She's amazing. She does like TikTok, and I can't even keep up with all the stuff she does. But we're actually going to the Ben's tomorrow, so we'll have another awesome. Ben's video. So yeah, that's my buddy. <laughs> yeah, and your last Ben's video was so fun. I I'm not going to mine. Um, well, they only let you in for an hour anyway, and you have to wait outside for like an hour to get in. And I'm like, do I really want to do that? Probably not. So plus it's been raining and we live in a very rainy area, so it's not yeah. warm here anymore. So I was like, I don't want to sit outside. Mm -mm, I'm good with that. Um, so you said before you, you're full-time right now. I am full-time. Yeah. And how, how long have you been full-time? 
just for a year and a half. I mean, to be honest with you, the last couple months, it's been hard to even be full time because I have a five and six year old. Right. We've had the craziest hurricane season this year. Mm. We had a hurricane in November. I mean, oh, that's right. They extended hurricanes through October, um, you know, like five years ago because it was staying warm so much longer. And then now this year we had November hurricanes. And like I was telling you earlier, it just got cold here. It has been hot. And so that's been a lot because the kids are out of school for that. Um, Cause my kids are in school. They, they go to a very small private school, mm. but then also with, with the virus, you know, kids get fevers, they're out of school. They're out of school for four or five days. Cause we have to go right. to the doctor and make sure they don't have anything. Um, and then one of my kids broke their arm. <laughs> so it's just, oh, been, no. it's been nuts. I've been just trying to just, you know, you know, keep going. And my husband's a first responder. He's a firefighter. Mm. So he's out. Like he goes, I haven't been in the grocery store since March. Um, he goes to the grocery store. He's out in the public anyway. And so we just figured we try to limit our time. And I've done a little bit of sourcing here and there, but you know, in our bin, our bins are really small. We have to drive 45 minutes to Mobile, Alabama to go. Mm. And you know, it's not like the other Goodwill outlets where people, you know, get assigned a bin, you know, we, we, it's, it's like it was before. It's like a free for all, but there's not a lot of people in there. Um, and we don't have to wait in line. It's just open like it would normally be. So they're not even counting people because it's so small. Mm. And so I have done a little sourcing, you know, here and there, but really the last couple months, I just pretty much relented and said, I'm going to wait till 2021 to refocus my business. It's been doing great. It's supplemented my income, my former job that I've had for 10 years. And I was able to make enough income to supplement what I was making there. And so it was great, but you know, this year happened and you just have to do what you have to do. And I'm old enough now that that's okay. And we have like you, you were, and I had talked about before, I have a second income, my husband's income. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we have that to, to rely on. So I've just sort of just done what I could. Yeah. And, and I'm in your boat as well. My husband has a full-time job. He is a, um, he's a tech for a firewall company. And so he does, his, his office is our bedroom and my office is the actual office. So yeah. But I get to have that because I take pictures in here and do whatever. And he only needs a computer to do what he needs to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, sourcing has been kind of rough for, I think, most people. Um, whether or not, I mean, our thrift stores are open. And I think I'd rather go to a thrift store rather than go to our bins because they are crowded, even though um, they're they're bigger. But um, they, they will count 55 people can come in and there will be like 55 people waiting. So it's it's kind of crazy. Ours in, in the Pacific Northwest. And I think Oregon's the same way, but Oregon doesn't limit you like they do in Everett. And I think Seattle limits you as well. Um, there was something. Oh, are you been doing have you been doing any like online type type of sourcing at all? Yeah. So I've, I've done thread up, um, where I've, you know, bought directly from thread up, not just the mystery boxes. I've done right. mystery boxes too. Um, I've done a lot of, uh, retail arbitrage. I sell a lot of, um, like mod cloth and vintage inspired yes. brands. So I've purchased, you know, lots from them during quarantine and after. And so it's just, you know, I mean, just going, back and forth and also started re reselling hard goods. That's what I used to sell back in the day because, 
I'm really into vintage. You know, if you've seen my recent videos, I'm into mid-century modern. And that's how I got into reselling. I would sell hard goods. Right. Um, I would sell um, china and dishes and bakeware and American pottery, things that I knew a lot about. And I would go to antique stores in small towns in Louisiana and Mississippi, and I would buy them really cheap and then flip them, you know, on Etsy or eBay. And so I've gotten back into doing some more hard goods too and, and purchasing hard goods to resell. So it's just been this year has just, I had a plan going in. I'm just like <laughs> everybody else and it was going great. I mean, I was like, yes, this is going to be a great year. This is, this is really happening. And then, you know, it just, it is what it is, you know? So yeah. my friend, it was funny because there's, there's some planners that are being sold on Instagram or whatever. And my friend was like, did no one learn about 2020? Did they teach you the 2020 teach them nothing? You can't plan. <laughs> Yeah. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, although, yeah, I'm so bad at planning anyway. But hi, Sarah. Hi, Wendy. Hi, Adam. Thanks for popping in. And um, oh, yeah, Adam says it's currently zero right here, right now. Wow. Man. Yeah, it's like 47 degrees here in Everett about. But that's that's getting a little cool for us. Like we don't get too cold. Like I think we get down to like the teens for a couple of weeks, and then we go back up to like thirty and forty for mostly forties for the rest of the winter because we don't really get that much snow here either. It's really interesting. Um, yeah, mod cloth and mid century modern are like I think it's your superpower. <laughs> Um, I was crawling like through your closet. I remember you were talking about uh, mod cloth a few times, like on some of uh, your videos. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to your closet. And I'm looking to look through your, like your soles and stuff like that. I'm like, I need to be better at this. <laughs> mod cloth is something I know basically nothing about. How well, do you I know about it? I get the boxes? Well, what, hap what happened is I, I wear mod cloth. So it was easy, but we have a liquidation company here in Mississippi that they've been around forever. Since I was a little kid, they were called Hudson's. And now um, a lot of places in the country have dirt cheap. Dirt cheap is a Hudson's store. Oh. And um, and then also they have another, it's only in Mississippi, they have a store called Treasure Hunt. Well, they get all these liquidation pallets of mod cloth. And last year when I first started reselling full time, I was like, oh my gosh, like I happened to walk in the store the day they were unloading and they were selling dresses for, you know, $20 and under $20 for like their wedding dresses. And then they mark them down as time goes on and people don't purchase them like regular, you know, people coming into the store don't purchase them. They'll start marking them down. I've gotten mod cloth dresses. I've got a, like a hundred at one point for like $2 a piece. Wow. And yeah, so I've gotten a lot and thanks to the liquidation company, but I've also, I also buy from them. Um, they used to do wholesale, but I have reached out to them so many times about doing um, wholesale from them. And they just, I don't know if they shut that down when Walmart purchased them or what, but there's been like no communication. I mean, so I would like to get into doing that, but um, it's just been through the liquidation company. Basically I do, you know, find them at the thrift stores sometimes, but um I've been fortunate to get all new with tags items, you know, okay. from motivation and, you know, paying $2 a dress that I can flip for 80 to a hundred dollars, you know, some of them. So That's the dream, right? <laughs> yeah. So it's been nice, but um, the mid-century modern stuff, that stuff kind of went on the backseat for me. My whole house is mid-century modern. 
my furniture, I mean, my lamps, my, I have boomerang countertops that we had put in when Formica re-released all their 1950s patterns. So I'm like a real nerd about it, but I never really thought about doing it on YouTube until I relented and said, you know what, I'm going to focus on other things until I can get back into reselling full time, you know, after the new year, once this virus calms down. And so I, I started making all these videos on mid-century modern and realized, shoot, I should have been doing this the whole time because I've been into mid-century modern since I was a little girl. I'm 40 years old now, you know, and that's been my passion. And I think you can tell a difference in the videos now. Like I seem more excited. Even my friends have said that <laughs> because I'm yeah, doing you do. I agree. Yeah. And so, I mean, have, have you heard of like the crazy lamp lady? She yeah, does a lot of like mid-century modern stuff, and her channel is crazy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I, there's definitely a market for it. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. Um, just even by Christmas videos, you know, and I I don't know why I didn't put it together, but you know, the Christmas decorations that I keep talking about in these videos, they all resell for a ton, and you right. can find them at estate sales and antique stores anywhere, and even little tiny you know, ornaments, they sell for $50, $100, depending on what you're picking up. And if you know what's older and what's more collectible, which you learn with time, like we do with fashion reselling, you know, you learn brands and styles and what's going to work and what's not going to work. And so it's, I'm, I'm glad that I've been able to introduce this sort of new niche into reselling, but also for the mid-century modern fanatics that seem to be on YouTube also that are drawn to the channel now. So I, I agree with you. I think that that's sort of become, you know, going to be a focus for me next year is really working on this. And I have a notebook full of videos I'm going to be doing on mid-century modern. Plus, I'm a big history nerd, too. So that's um, I'm excited for each and every one of them because I know basically nothing about mid-century modern other than I think it's cute. I, li I like a lot of the aesthetic of it, but I know nothing about it. So yeah. I wouldn't pick up. I wouldn't know. Like I kind of know something's mid-century, but not always. And I don't always understand that. And so I think this is really a great, well, A, opportunity for you, but B, it's a great opportunity for everyone that doesn't understand what it really is. And I like the way you're doing it. I love your format because you're also putting it into perspective for resellers. Like, hey, this is what, these are some of the comps, which I love that you're doing that on your uh, 12 Days of Kitchmas. Which yeah. So adorable. I love it. And if you haven't been watching her, um, her 12 days of Kitchmas, watch them. Cause you're right. How many days are you in right now? Like seven? I've done eight now. I've released one earlier today. So well, that's right. I haven't watched that one yet. Yeah. Um, but I think I put my, Hey, it's still there. I copied it earlier and I was like, I got to remember to put it in the chat sometime. Um, and so I'm going to go to the chat for just a second. And yeah, this was not <laughs> Kate's like, I know. Guys match like <laughs> we didn't plan this. It was an accident. <laughs> I'm like, Oh yeah, I want to wear this yellow uh, uh, cardigan that I got in my um, mixed women's that I opened with Quemby on uh, the grateful Queens channel. And uh, I was like, I'm keeping that. It's too cute. I love her. She's great. Yeah, it's she's a lot of fun. We were just starting an over forties club. <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's definitely quite a bit, quite a few of us. 
Um, and then gorgeous. Uh, hi there. Love you, Victoria. You got a lot of love here. And yeah, Wendy, definitely Twinkies. Tw do they call that now? Twinkies? Twinkies. Yeah, that's what we used to say back in the day. <laughs> which is funny because I just think, I, that makes me think of twink, which is a gay term. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, my um, own is Poshmark. So there's a reseller on there that sells mod cloth. And oh, yeah. so I got a mod cloth shirt. Well, it's, a, it's actually a dress, but I'm so tall that it's more like a tunic link top on me. And then my sweater is from, from her too. So <laughs> cool. Yeah. I have the opposite problem. I'm short. So everything's like a dress. Yeah. <laughs> well, Alicia, like uh, when we stand next to each other, it's kind of comical because I'm tall and big and she's tiny and petite. And like, it's just, the, it's so funny. Like just the difference, but <laughs> that's funny. Um, God, I was going to ask you something and I totally forgot. Yay. I love it when you forget what you're trying to say on live. We're like, yeah. that's great. Um, so, so how long do you think you're going to do your, do you think you're going to kind of keep doing your mid-century modern kind of videos going forward just kind of indefinitely? Oh yeah. So uh, when I, when I came up with the idea, I started making a list. Um, not just the collections that I have, um, but then also we're gonna, like I, I wanna do like destinations that are mid-century modern focused. I'm gonna talk about architecture and the different styles of mid-century modern architecture. Um, I'm a big nerd about that sort of stuff, especially um, just old buildings. I've always had a fascination with old buildings. I wanted to go into historic preservation for my graduate degree. Wow. Um, so, so I'm excited about that, but then also just collectibles and, you know, there's, there's everything from dishware and, you know, glassware, bakeware, you know, uh, home decor, furniture. I collect a lot of mid-century furniture and there's a lot of different styles of mid-century furniture. And you see that in, you know, reproduction in Target. I mean, it's a big thing. And, there's a large history behind it. There's a whole design design aesthetic that, you know, is a whole period. And there's so much there that, yeah, I have like a notebook. Like you, you would not even believe my list of things I'm going to cover. So I have plenty of topics to go over for next year. So I'm excited about it. And I learn a lot too in the research. So, right. you know, I have a baseline of what I know. And then I go in and I research more of the history. So I'm learning too. And I love that about it too, is, is that I'm going in and, and finding out things I didn't know. Right. Yeah. And it's, it, it, it's interesting how that happens. Cause I I've been thinking about like a different series for my channel of just going over designers, just the history of the designers themselves love that. that we like to like pick up or whatnot and just kind of go into that. Cause it was the other day was I, I put in a video that like Vince Camuto and Vince, you know, same company. Right. Right. And I, I think that, that I was, who was it? It was Margaret from, I forgot her name of her channel. <laughs> Sorry, Margaret. But she was like, oh, I didn't even know those were the same company. And then when I was doing a little bit of research on it, I realized that the guy, Vince Camuto was the co-founder of Nine West. I'm like, really? Nine West? It's interesting how that kind of went together. And so I wonder, and I, it's like, who was it? Um, was it Coco Chanel? I don't know if it was Coco Chanel. It was one of like the high-end um, designers was a Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> yeah, that was Coco. It was Coco Chanel. I couldn't remember yeah. if it was. It's like, that's so interesting. 
awful, but interesting at the same time. Right. So I'm going to talk about fashion too. And, and Dior's one, because Dior really invented the fit and flare dress. That was oh. is the quintessential 1950s. That was like the new shape and form of a dress. So, um, so yeah, so there's, it's so, it, the history is interesting to me. I love that. I, I love to find out about things like that. I think when you have more knowledge about things, when you go to source, it right. changes your perspective. Right. And the same thing with the mid-century modern, we're already in thrift stores and antiques, you know, antique stores and, and at estate sales and garage sales. And these things are there. Right. So, you know, you can migrate over to the hard goods too and see what they have. Maybe they have grandma's China, you know, and you don't even realize there's a gold mine there. And so I, I just think it's very interesting, you know, to, to find out. I agree. And it's kind of funny. Like you don't know about something, but you've been seeing it this the whole time. But you don't realize you've seen it the whole time. And then you learn about something you're like, I've been seeing that for, I don't know how long and not picking it up. And other people have. And so you're like missing out on money, like left and right, because yeah. you didn't know you could pick it up. Yes. And do but you do, do you do just, where, where do you sell on? I should ask you actually. Um, I sell on a Poshmark, eBay, Mercari and Etsy. I don't sell tons on Mercari, maybe here and there. A lot of the Mercari stuff has been full price sales. So I'm not going to get off of it, but I use Bindu. So um, I cross post to, to all the platforms. Um, but I, I love Etsy because the vintage buyers there really understand vintage and really know vintage. And even though your items may sit for a while, they're willing to pay a higher price. Um, I do most of my sales right now on Poshmark, but I'm trying to get back into eBay. I left eBay in the early 2000s when they changed a lot um, that negatively affected sellers. Mm. A lot of people jumped ship then, and I swore I would never go back. And never I have, say never. I've, I've learned that. Never yeah. say never. <laughs> well, I, was, I was young then when I said never. So now 20 years later, you know, it's like right. different, you know. So but I've, I've enjoyed eBay more and I'm making more sales on eBay, but I don't have as much listed on eBay as I do Poshmark. So Poshmark's been my main platform, but I'm definitely working on diversifying the platforms that I sell on. Yeah, and definitely, I think it's so funny because people who are full-time and making like six figures, majority of them are making six figures on eBay. Right. So the ones, I mean, excluding Amazon sellers because yeah. that's a different beast. And I just have no interest in Amazon. And I know it's a great platform. I just don't want to do it. Yeah. I like new nope. stuff. I like clothing. I mean, I'm going to probably move a little bit towards pallets while we're kind of in this covid world. But um yeah eventually because i don't have the space in my basement so i have to sell a bunch of stuff first and then i can order one um but eventually i want to go back to thrifting because i think i like it it's fun and you can't send you stuff to amazon so i'm like no i'm good um but i was that's how i was using thread up for a long time is the basically my used clothes amazon and then that is no longer a thing because now they don't pay you anything <laughs> but yeah. i still like getting their stuff like they're the um their rescue boxes. I think it's fun. Um, and where was I even going with this? I don't even remember. Pallets. You were talking about the pallets. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, 
anyway, well, back to eBay, actually. Yeah. I'll circle back to eBay. Um, so the people who make six figures, which is eventually what I would like to do, I'm not doing that yet, but a lot of them are making on eBay. And because eBay is a bigger platform, it's been around a long time, even though sometimes it's a coding nightmare for like when they make right. their changes and it messes up stuffing, like loses everyone's pictures. I only had like 200 items on there at that time. Thank God. But <laughs> I was just like, I knew people that had like a couple thousand items and they had to fix the pictures and they couldn't, eBay didn't retrieve them. So that's always fun. But now I do the managed payments. Are you on? I am. I just, I just got on managed payments. I had signed up, but they just put, put it through. Oh yeah. But, um, it's very antiquated. A lot of it is similar to how eBay's setup was back in the day. And yeah. I know that they're trying to change, but it's like the, the overall composition of the site management is still very similar. And so I think they're going to have to make some big changes, but I'm really optimistic about eBay um, and making more sales. And I'm like you, I, my original plan was to move into pallets. I have an mm -hmm. extra building behind my house. Oh. We call it used to be a garage, but we added on, we doubled the square footage and it has a full shower and bathroom because we have a pool. Okay. So we an outdoor bathroom. And so, that eventually will be my mini warehouse. That's where my inventory is right now. And so I want to move into pallets because I have the space to do it. But at the same time, there's something about going to the thrift store and you know, the, the hunt. And I think that's what really drew me to reselling. So, you know, I, I feel more comfortable with pallets than I do, um, you know, doing these mystery boxes or sourcing online. I feel like that, you know, you're, but it's still a mystery, you know? I mean, even, Somewhat. yeah. So, and it's like, manifested palettes, which yeah. so it's not really a mystery at that point, but right. you, the unmanifested ones are certainly a mystery and they're way cheaper. That's yeah. Why. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm going to go which way or not. Yeah. Do you have a thought process for if you want to go for manifested versus unmanifested if you do palettes? I'm researching right now. I think eventually I will do manifested, but, you know, of course, that is a, a bigger investment up, right. you know, so. It's going to be working into it. I probably will experiment with both um, before. So we'll just see what kind of works best. I, I, I'm happy that I have the room because, right. you know, we don't have, like we were talking about before, we don't have basements. So it's like, I don't, you know, everything that happens, it happens in the third bedroom in our house. That's our office in our music studio because Josh right. plays music. So um, I'm, I'm grateful that I have that outbuilding to sort of try it, you know, and see if it's something that will work for my my you know business so does it have garage doors it do, it has like full doors that open it's like an old school nice. garage because oh, okay fifty. so it's like uh you open it up but it has a side door and then we have a second door that goes through the bathroom so it's got you know but the double doors open so we can pull you know get the pallets in through the drive and there's a driveway that backs up to it that's awesome. You know, it's yeah. funny because I was telling you earlier before the show started that my house was built in 1925 and they built onto it. So there's a neck. Our bedroom was an addition, I think, back in the 60s. And it used to have these big double doors for the basement because it used to be like half. The, well, a third, a two thirds of the size it is now. Um, now it's it, they added like a third on when they added the addition. And I think it was a, they framed it in like a carport because it's un, it's. It's open framing because it's unfinished because it's the uh, ceiling is too short. It's only six feet and you have to be seven three yeah. in order to get that done here in the in my state. 
to finish it. One day we're going to raise the house and get it finished. So it's all nice and pretty, but yeah, there's these giant doors that were, yeah, you could tell they were from the fifties or earlier. And it's like, we got rid of those doors because they were falling off the hinge. Oh. But it's, it's, it's too bad. We didn't like maybe save them in some way, but we had no real use for them. And then one door didn't move. So we had to like literally break it to get it out of there. But yeah, it's, it, it would, but now we just have this little tiny opening. Because the add the add on, it's like, could you not have given me French doors? That'd be great. <laughs> I don't know how expensive that would be to convert that. Because I certainly won't be doing that, and neither would my husband, because he doesn't do construction. So. Yeah. <laughs> and that that's the only drawback for me for getting a palette is that, although the palette company I've been looking at, I guess comes in not just a, like a Gaylord. Um, yeah. That's what I thought it would happen. But a friend of mine has been ordering from the same company that I recently got approved at and um, that comes with like a big box, but then a bunch of littler boxes. I'm like, Oh, I can do that. I can break the, like the, the shrink wrap and just bring in the boxes. That's cool that I can handle, but oh, yeah. I clean up my basement first because it's, <laughs> it's a jungle down there. I used to re used to record my videos down there. It looks like a murder scene should happen down there. It's bad. <laughs> I can't wait till you start doing uh, tours of your little building. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, there's so much stuff in there right now. Like I haven't even done like an inventory video. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh no, there's, you know, it's just, a, there's a lot. So, but it's been great because um, it's, I mean, even though it's not temperature controlled, the building does not get hot, even though it's hot mm -hmm. down here. Right. Um, so that's been great because it's sealed and, you know, there's, it's, I don't know. It's just been great for me because otherwise I wouldn't have storage right. for all my inventory. Um, you know, cause we don't have basements here. So, um, and then we have, we basically use the master bedroom from our house as our office. So it's my office space. And then, like I said, my, my husband's music equipment, I also paint, I'm also an artist. So oh, nice. I have a little setup uh, next to my desk with my easel and my, my paint supplies. So it's, it's a huge room. It was big for all of our, you know, stuff. So we took the smallest bedroom because we wanted the extra space to have this big office. So it's been, it's been nice. I like it. Oh, that's smart. That is really smart. Although it's funny because our master bedroom in our house is really tiny and we took the bonus room as our, yeah, our bedroom because that's actually big. But yeah, eventually we want to just get a new house all together, and then I don't know what we're gonna do with this house. We're not gonna sell it. We're just gonna I don't know rent it out or whatnot. Um, because it was it was cheap when we bought it, so we might as well keep it for forever, I guess. But yeah. um, yeah, it's 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 yeah, going to the pallet way is just a huge investment because my my um my grand plans were for this year. I was gonna do a little bit of thrift traveling. No. So that's, yeah, we that's do a lot, I do a lot of that because of where we live. Um, we, we travel a lot to go and thrift. So uh, New Orleans is an hour and 15 minutes from us. So we go to New Orleans a lot. Alicia and I, she's my thrifting buddy. And we, we actually met through Poshmark. She found me, she found me through Poshmark and then found me on Instagram and we became friends. We, we hosted the first Posh and Sip in our area together. And so we go thrifting together. So we go to Mobile, which is 45 minutes away to the bend. Uh, we've yeah. gone to thrift stores over there. We go to New Orleans. We have a trip planned to go to Baton Rouge, nice. um, which is two hours from us. 
Um, and, you know, it's so we have to travel. And I also go to like, I've gone to Nashville, to the Nashville bins and the thrift stores up there. My dad was living there. Eventually, I'm going to go see him in Arkansas, where he is now, and go thrifting. I go to Pensacola, Florida, which is two hours away, because uh, we like to go vacation there, and I'll go thrifting there. So we do travel, but I'm used to it, because I was really big into the music scene when I was younger, and we had to travel to go see bands play, because right. we didn't come to the Mississippi Gulf Coast, you know, because they, they'd either go to New Orleans, or they were going to Florida. They're going but to the Florida, so... Yeah, big cities. Yeah, yeah. I know, so, and I grew up near a big city. Yeah, so, <laughs> next to Seattle. Um, but yeah, I mean, here is very different for traveling around. I mean, I guess I can go to Oregon; it's four hours away, and um, and that's what I kind of planned on doing. Planning going down to Oregon, and then like to Northern California, and like spend a couple days, and then come back, and and then you know, COVID happened and screwed everyone's plans up. Yeah, and, yeah, and it's like. I don't want to do it right now. I'm going to wait until I'm vaccinated. And then once I'm vaccinated, then I can go do stuff. Cause then I'll feel better about it. Um, Cause I don't want a chance getting this. <laughs> I oh, I know. Yeah. It, it, it's no joke. And I know we've, we've known of people that have had it and like we're on respirators and it's like, it's just insane. Our ventilators, not respirators, ventilators. And it's just, it's just insane. Like I can't, I can't fathom it. So <laughs> Yes, we've been very fortunate. Like I said, my kids have been in school this school year. Now, last year, you know, we we did the same as everybody else. The last of the school year, they were at home, but they go to a very small private school. But they have been so careful Good. that they have not had. Um, they've had they had their first teacher that came to school with COVID uh, last week. I got a phone call. That's wow. the first time. So yeah, so that's that's crazy to me that you know it's been like that but we have a lot of people that are crazy here in the south that will not wear a mask and it makes me so uncomfortable yeah and i am a very like shy and have social anxiety anyway when i'm in public i feel <laughs> awkward so for people to be like really close to me and not have a mask on i'm already like panicking like i i have left places because i was uncomfortable and that's why Josh and I decided you're out in the public, you are going to the grocery store and I have limited my sourcing as much as I could. I've done some thrifting, but I just, I don't, I don't want to be around it. You know, I don't, I don't want to be around people who don't care enough to wear a mask around me. So right. I know um, there was, I was in a thrift store and a guy brazenly walked in with that. I, I saw him in the parking lot. I'm wearing my mask and I saw him in the parking lot. He looked at me and he looked at me like, oh, I'm not doing that. And he walked in not doing that. I got him kicked out of that store. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not well, going to let you here, everyone's life because you're a jerk. There are so many people down here in the South that like, that's, that is normal. That's like a normal yeah. behavior. My favorite coffee shop, I had to stop going because there were people like constantly with no mask on the the group, the girl who runs it doesn't wear a mask. So you know, yeah. people are fine, whatever that's your, you know, choice. But for me, I don't want to be around it. You know, no. so I try to be very careful. Yeah, exactly. And we, we limit what we, where we go and stuff like that. So I, I source once in a while now, not very often. I don't really need to though, to be perfectly honest, I don't need to order anything online. I have yeah, so much sure. Because I'm a bit of a hoarder. I love shopping. So I shop and not necessarily list it. And then now I have all my ThreadUp returns coming back to me. That's a hot mess. Did you so, pull everything from, from ThreadUp? 
Oh, I can't. I have to wait until it's the last seven days. Oh, yeah. I forgot. That went to effect immediately and people were mad. And I don't blame them because right. that, that, that to me, I feel like they should have given people at least a two weeks. Hey, in two weeks, you're not going to be able to, because I think they were trying to avoid a mass exodus of people's stuff. And so they wouldn't be able to list anything because they're going to be pulling, constantly pulling people's items back. Um, Cause I would have pulled everything all at the same time, but I didn't cause I can't, but it was funny cause I had pulled a bunch of stuff to send to um, the real real, which I still haven't sent it off yet. I still have my <laughs> label. I'm just, well, I want to make a video about it. Like, here's here's the stuff I'm sending. And then I can, you know, say, I sent it. And, yeah, I just need to really get on it. But I have a giant bag full of stuff for them. Um, and I had to double check some of them because I, I think I stuffed some things in the bag. And I didn't check online because they, they're very, like, particular in what they're going to accept, apparently. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. I just want to send you a bunch of stuff and I can't. But, yeah, so there's that. Um but well, yeah, I, I'd like to try the. I would like to try the real real. Um, I haven't tried them yet. Um, I did thread up Lux when they were still doing thread up Lux. So I have a box full of stuff that I was going to send to thread up Lux and didn't get to do it. So yeah. in fact, I had a label, but I lost it. I don't know what happened. To it. So um, <laughs> right. But the only thing that I ever really sent to thread up was like the stuff that I had bought when I first started sourcing that just sat and sat. And I would send it in just as a last resort to get right. at least my money back. So it wasn't a loss. Um, and then also I was gifted a lot of stuff and mm -hmm. we have a very small neighborhood and I sent out an email to my neighbors and they were so generous. Some of it was great stuff that I was like, uh, one girl was military. We have an air force base here mm -hmm. and she gave me two huge bags that she sourced at the Denver bins. Wow. Uh, she used to resell. One of the bags was full of Lululemon. And I did a video on that. It was like 50 pieces or something. It was crazy. Wow. I think and we don't. That. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it was a lot. And then she gave me a lot of other great things that sold. And, but then some of the stuff from my other neighbors, they're, they have teenage daughters. They were mall brands and things like that. But I just sent them into Thread Up so I could make some money on it. And then I did a video on YouTube about, I bought the hundred pound bulk box from ThreadUp. Oh yeah. So I pulled the brands that I knew that I could resell on Poshmark and eBay. And actually my friend Alicia at Murray Life came over and we did, we, we went through the box together and then I sorted it and I filled, cause it comes in two 50 pound boxes. I filled one of the 50 pound boxes back up and sent it back to ThreadUp. And so I've already made money on, you know, I've made my money back plus profit on the stuff that I kept. And then now I have other stuff that's there, you know, on the website that they accepted back. And mm -hmm. I would, I didn't really care if it didn't sell and they donated it or do whatever thread up does with stuff, you know, if it doesn't sell because it was stuff that came in that box. So stuff I don't want back anyway. I'm pretty sure they put it in the, in those, uh, rescue boxes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Well, I think it's stuff that people abandon that they've had on their site for too long. I, I know that they pull stuff off their site to put in those boxes as well. And that's why you get, you can get the really good stuff in those boxes. I, I know that you can, I know that they do pallets sometimes. I, I know you have to reach out to them to get those. I actually sent them an inquiry because I'm just curious, sick curiosity, right? If there anything like the rescue boxes, I thought, well, then it wouldn't be all bad, probably. 
probably. <laughs> but if it was like under a thousand dollars to sh shift for a palette, I might do it just for the YouTube content alone. I don't know. Um, but it's, I, yeah, I want to do, I want to catch their 200 pound one, which is $300, which I have never been able to catch. So one if day I I'll, it, I'll let you know, cause I've, I've seen it a couple times, but yeah. the, before they started doing the bulk boxes, I actually knew they were going to start offering those because a lady here in Mississippi that we met, um, through Posh and Sips, hmm. she had reached out to them about the pallets and she okay. had been telling Alicia and I, and she was going to buy the pallets. The problem with the pallets for her was, and she didn't care because she had a UPS account of freight. You have to pay for the freight. Oh. And so, which is, you know, you would normally do with the pallet anyway, right. you bought it from somebody else. But she said, ThreadUp reached out to her in the conversations and said, Hey, we're going to start offering this bulk box. Mm. And so she told Alicia and I about it. So actually I knew about it, that it was coming about a week or two before they released them. I didn't know when it was coming, but I just knew that there was going to be some sort of thread up mystery box. That was going to be a large size box. And yeah. so I said, whatever, I'm just going to try it. It's 300 bucks, you know, and I already had credits from stuff that I had sent back into them. So I figured it's worth a shot. And I've only ever done the shoe thread up boxes and the designer boxes. I've never done anything else because I'm, I'm makes me nervous. The whole mystery part of it. <laughs> like I, I, I don't want to lose it. I love mystery. I love, I will keep buying like other resellers, mystery boxes, like not everyone's because a lot of them are crap. A lot yeah. of them are crap. And I've got, I bought those crap ones. I'm like, okay, now I gotta only get it from people. Like I kind of trust like on Instagram and yeah. then they're not crap. So, I mean, they're not like designer, but they're not like bad stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I really want to get, I mean, Holly from Hunter Ryan, she's yeah. done it. Yeah. I don't know. Did she do a video? She did. We did the first box we did. She, she got way better than me and she's Holly's good at rubbing it in your face when she wins. <laughs> so, <laughs> so she, hers was definitely, she got, um, she got the 200 pound box and I had the hundred pound box. Oh, okay. And so we just sort of opened it, but yeah, she had some designer stuff in there. And so I had like Lululemon and Reformation and stuff, but I've seen some videos on YouTube and it has made me second guess buying those boxes because they got crap. I mean, and damaged and, you know, I just, I, I don't know if I want to take that kind of risk at this point. Well, the denim ones. So the denim ones, I think people don't understand what those really are. So yeah, yeah you can get into half jeans, but they say DIY for a reason. Right. And they, people kind of gloss over that fact and like, oh, I got crappy jeans. They never said they're going to give you good jeans. They just, it's, it's for, they want you to like, cut it up and do something with them. So, and, and then I can create, like I've made skirts out of some of them that are very badly damaged. I'm going to patch, like my last one, I got a hundred pound, no, the 50 pound. Um, I saw it. I watched it. You talked about, you know, repurposing. Yeah. And I, I want to learn, I will, I need to like teach myself how to do some of this stuff first before I can actually do it. But it's been a long time since I've done anything like that. And I don't usually, I haven't like, besides making a few skirts, I don't really use my sewing machine because I'm a bad person like that. Um, <laughs> mine's under the bed. So huh. I, I, mine's under the bed. I'm the same way. Yeah, I need. That's why I started redoing my office, like turning my. Um, that's why my view is different this week. 
and probably will be from, you know, going on because I'm trying to make the space a little bit easier to get to different things. So I can put my sewing machine, not in the bedroom and in here and, you know, in a space I can actually use it. That'd be great. And then I'm going to start doing more with that kind of stuff. Cause I have a like hundred pounds in my basement that I haven't actually touched, which is part of like the pile that's downstairs. <laughs> it's scary, but yeah, I mean, those ones, there's always jeans you can use though. There's always jeans. I think even if they're like Massimo or whatever, most of the time there's stuff you can use, but I'm going to figure out how to like fix the ones that have the, the, not the taper, but the, what do you call it? The pools in them, the pools in the crotch or the thigh area. Oh yeah. I'm going to try to figure out how to fix that. Huh? Puckering. Puckering. Yeah. Um, I've seen some tutorials on YouTube that they do this, you know, kind of cool, like stitching over it. So you don't see it. And kind of do it in other places so it looks on purpose. Or yeah. some I've seen people do patches on on uh, Instagram before, so I'm like, okay, this will you could probably do that. And someone asked me not that long ago if I would do a tutorial for the skirts. I'm like, I've made three. <laughs> I've heard that Depop's a good platform for that sort of stuff too. They like a lot of upcycled, right? You know, things and and. Um, I've joined some Facebook groups where a lot of the younger, you know, early twenties, you know, even high school kids are on there talking about that sort of stuff. So that's really trendy. I don't sell on Depop, but I'm going to try to sell a couple things I got at the bins. Um, Cause Alicia sells on there and she suggested, you know, trying it. So, I mean, I'm game to try whatever. <laughs> well, and I've gotten good denim boxes, Holly. So they're not all bad. Um, but I see you saying that uh, the Goodwill denim a lot is better, but is the shipping the same? Cause is it $6 shipping? I mean, I think that would, I don't know much about it. Like I've, tr I don't, I don't really do the, the Goodwill blue boxes. And so I wonder, I, I know one, and it was terrible, but Holly loves Goodwill. She yeah. shops on there a lot. And I tried, we were going to try to do a collaboration video and I could not find anything to buy. Yeah. I reached out to the, the individual Goodwill stores to try to combine shipping. And I guess the one I bought from said, we're not doing that. Oh, but a couple of them do. Like if you buy several things from them, they'll combine, but this one just wouldn't. So I bought one pair of Prada sandals that I got luckily for, I don't know, $15 or something like that. And so I, I ended up with that, but I told Holly, I ain't doing Goodwill. <laughs> it just, it, I, I don't like the, the setup, but she does. Yeah. She buys from them all the time. Yeah, I don't like the setup either. Like I, I was on there, I was watching one of her videos and I was like, I don't know how this works. And it, it it's not as easy as ThreadUps is. It ThreadUp makes it easy. They really do to, to buy their rescue boxes. And I kind of like that. And and I mean, if you if you can if you watch the um Quimby, the Grateful Queen, right? She gets a ton of them. I think she orders like one or two every week. <laughs> so She's I was gonna say that. I, I was gonna say that Quimby, I've seen a lot of her. See, her and Holly are the two that I know that buy tons of Goodwill and the Goodwill blue boxes or source directly from Goodwill. And um, I know that Holly said she sources from one in South Florida that's really good. And there are a couple tips. She needs to make a video on it, but I was like, yeah. you, I got on there and I'm just like, I can't figure this out. I mean, I'm I'm not illiterate when it comes to technology. So I just, Neither am I. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I just don't get it. I'm not, <laughs> I don't think it's us to be perfectly honest. I mean, it reminds me of websites in the nineties, the way they yeah. were set up. 
and how like hard and clunky they were to like try to navigate. Yeah. So whoever made the Goodwills was from the nineties and they made it really clunky and hard to navigate. I don't like it. So that's, that's the step, the setup that eBay is. It's to, it's the same dinosaur it's been since they launched in the late nineties. And so there's got to be like some sort of change for it to be more efficient. Well, and it's funny for eBay, you know, for, they made it easier to find it now. Now that they have their this new like home screen that they do for sellers, which is right. a dashboard. lot easier. Yeah, the dashboard. Yeah, exactly. But before trying to find your business policies, <laughs> you'd have better luck finding Jimmy Hoffa by <laughs> finding your business policies. I swear to God. Okay, so she's saying, um, I thought of patches. I have a gorgeous silk dress that has a year. Oh, I bet that maybe she's had a year and I was thinking of making Goodwill boxes. It's $5 a box. So that's shipping $5 a box. Okay. Well, that's cool. But is that like, do they do a denim box? Is that what she's talking about? I don't know. I, I think they do several boxes. Okay. I know that they have like a vintage box and I don't know. I, I haven't looked into it in so long because the one box I got in the very beginning, it was so bad. I mean, it was stuff that I would never even think about buying. And so, yeah. But we did it more as a test because it was like $25. It wasn't even hardly anything. And I think I had one express jacket, which I don't even pick up express, but I did sell it and it paid for the box. So I was fine. As long as I made my money back, I'm like, (laughs) I think, oh yeah, I did get a streetwear one from them for $25. That's right. I did order one. It was a while ago. And I like made the video and then the file was corrupted. I was like, okay, I've already like listed the stuff or got rid of the, some of the stuff I didn't want. I'm not going to do that. Hey, Mel. <laughs> hey, Allison. Um, okay. So, and then since we're still talking about this. Oh, yeah. She she likes doing the search engine because of the penny or the $1. You can then find the things that are to buy. And how on that in the haul. Okay, I'm not reading this right. I'm tired. She's got 15 items, mostly designer for $105. That's not bad. Yeah, I, I think it's just, I don't like pawing through their site. I think that's really what it comes down to. And I'm okay with surprises. <laughs> I just, well, she she me. Her one tip that she gave me, I didn't want to say it because I wanted Holly to be able to make a video about it, but is, is what she was saying is she waits, she'll find an item and she'll wait for it to not sell. And then they put yeah. list it back on the site for like a dollar or something. And she picks up designer stuff for like a dollar. Yeah, so that's her little trick that she does. And 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 I, it's worked really well for her. She picks up stuff constantly. But I just I could it wasn't, it wasn't my thing. <laughs> just like, yeah, not my thing. TikTok is not my thing either. I know I've tried TikTok a few times and like I'm really bad at putting anything on TikTok. Like I have like four things I put on TikTok. Like me too. In total. <laughs> I know I got to work on it. But Mel, I, she's in Australia. Yeah. Glad I finally caught you live. Yes. I mean, what time is it in Australia right now? I have no idea. I know what time it is in England, only because my husband's British and we talk to his family every week. So I have to know what time it is there, but that's about it. Other than that, I only know what time it is for me. (laughs) But yeah, um, yeah, maybe I need to check check into that more, the Goodwill boxes. I don't know, but I have so much. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, maybe if I get hard up, I don't know. <laughs> I, I I find that getting like the, the thread up, like um, 
rescue boxes kind of satisfies my thrifting needs sometimes. So I get it and like, oh, it's a mystery. Let's see what I got, you know? Yeah. Definitely good. And I mean, I don't, oh, it's almost 1 p.m. there. Okay. <laughs> so it's in the middle of the day. That's cool. Um, it, most things will sell. That's, that's my philosophy. And the, the cost of goods for that stuff is really, really low. So as long as you can list things and get them up kind of quickly and using like Vendu kind of cross list them pretty fast or list perfectly, whatever you use. I know there's a few ones out there now that are outside of list perfectly or, or Vendu. There was one that someone was talking about, but it, it was very archaic the way it worked. So I won't say its name, but um, yeah, it just, as long as you can kind of get them up there kind of fast and doesn't take you an hour to do a listing. But yeah, some people, uh, they were talking about, they talk, take them like an hour to do one listing, but I'm hopefully, hopefully they're selling really high end stuff and it requires a lot of um, research. I don't do a lot of research and that's probably a pitfall for me, but <laughs> how much research do you do for your hard goods? I should ask you that. Um, so I sell stuff that I know. So I, um, it, you know, I just have been doing it since I was, like I said, I'm a little girl. I didn't even know what mid-century modern was. And I just knew that I liked the aesthetic, like you were talking about. I was drawn to it. And just over time of collecting, I learned and researching the history. So it's easier for me now going out. But it's the same thing as with fashion reselling. I mean, I knew brands I knew. Right. And... I actually started, this is so funny. The The way that I got on Poshmark was I used to work for victoriasecret.com because oh, I lived in Ohio for six years. So, um, which is the catalog. So it's, um, we manage Bath and Body Works website from there, the victoriasecret.com website. And then they have the call center for the catalog. And so I would get this crazy discount. We had 40% off of all limited brands. So it was like Bath and Body Works, Express, Express for Men it used to be Structure at the time. Okay. Um, you know, all these brands that are under limited brands, we got 40% off. So I had all of these things that I had purchased back when I worked there in these um, clothing, you know, cases in the top of my closet that were just like brand new. Um, I worked there when they launched pink. So I had a lot of pink products. Um, and my friend said, when the situation with my job happened, she said, don't you still have all that Victoria's Secret stuff? And I said, oh, yeah. She said, sell it on Poshmark. Well, I put one like sleepwear set on, <laughs> on Poshmark and it sold for $40. And I was like, oh, OK, there's something going on here. Right. So I started selling all that stuff, but there was a lot of brands being older and being into like my own aesthetic. I didn't know a lot about, I knew about designer brands, you know, that I've known about forever, but I didn't know about, you know, the, the new hot brands. So I had to learn a lot. And so it's the same thing. You can learn it if you, right. if you start to research it. That's why I like YouTube so much as watching everybody's videos because the brands that you can pick up in your area versus what I can get in my area is so different. Mm -hmm. And so I have to experiment with places like ThreadUp or, or online retail arbitrage or things like that, because there are brands that I don't have access to here. Right. And so I learned from other YouTubers and other resellers. And, you know, I'm just hoping that the little bit of information I have from the years of collecting, I can pass on. And maybe the next time you're at the thrift store and you pass the hard goods and you see something, you're like, Whoa, I, I remember, you know, Victoria said something about that. So, right. um, 
so yeah, I, I do a little research and I'm going to do a lot of research next year as I do all these mid-century modern videos, which I'm excited about, but it's a lot of just years of collecting, you know, right. and, and just understanding, you know, that, and I know a lot about other eras of time, just not the way I know about mid-century modern. Like my grandmother is very into Victorian period. Mm -hmm. I know a lot about that because of her. She's been taking me to auctions since I was a little, little girl. That is so fun. So I've got, I got a lot of information, you know, that I, I feel like that's going to be my ticket is to really share that with the community because it all really goes hand in hand, you know? Right. And then YouTube, you know, could, potentially be a stream of income for you as well you know and and that i think that's how is either you have to figure out do you want to have youtube as a stream of income or do you want youtube not to have one i personally want one as a stream of income so i'm constantly trying to think of ideas of what i can do to kind of bring people to my channel and to help it grow and it, it's kind of funny it's like my first two years i've been i had like 200 people like the whole two years yeah. And then all of a sudden I, my, my, my Instagram, you know, kind of grew. And then I think it kind of helped my YouTube grow a little bit. I'm still very tiny. I've, you know, very tiny. I love everyone that follows me, but still very tiny compared to like, you know, rally roots as like a, I think what they're close to 200,000 now, or do they pass that now? I don't know. I can't remember, but you know, it, it's kind of, it's, it just mind blown. It's like, wow, that's a lot of people. <laughs> I remember seeing your videos were recommended with thread up stuff. So oh, yeah. So when that's how I found her channel was through, through thread up. And then of course, you know, us being in this group together right. and I've learned a lot because we, the same thing happened to me. We were doing, you know, my channel is different, you know, it's definitely different. I knew that going into the, to the channel, um, I had a platform. I wanted to celebrate the uniqueness and diversity of all the people around me. I'm into a lot of different things. I'm into history. I'm into mid-century modern. I'm into fashion. I'm into painting. You know, I'm into records. I like to go to see bands play, a lot of things. My friends are into all kinds of stuff too. Some right. stuff I'm not even into. I have friends that own like comic book stores and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. And I thought I want to be able to have some way to share with the world these, these creative personalities and you know, it might not be something I'm really versed in, but I could share it through this platform. So that's why I created Super Geeked. Well, the reselling I do every day because I'm a full-time reseller. So of course, a lot of the content right. on our YouTube channel ended up being reselling. And a lot of our subscribers were resellers. And, you know, I love that, you know, because I, I'm passionate about reselling. I love it. Um, but we stopped... A, short of growth. And it there became a time where we sort of plateaued. And I was like, we need to get back on track on really talking about what we want to put out into the world. And that's when the same thing happened to me that you were talking about earlier. Somebody made a comment. I had posted a video, um, I think in November of the stuff that I picked up just for my Christmas collection. Right. And somebody said, I didn't realize that that was vintage inspired. And it made me start thinking, wow, I bet there's a lot of people that don't realize where these things come from. And that's when I decided to launch the series on mid-century modern that I'm going to focus on next year and to do the 12 days of Kitchmas because that's one of my largest collections is my Christmas collectibles. And there's so many different kinds of Christmas collectibles. So right. 
that was really a comment from another, you know, from someone watching a YouTube video that made sparked that. Okay. And now in the last two weeks, we've gained, I think at last count, it was 160 new subscribers just in two weeks. Yeah. Because of the mid-century modern stuff. So that's really going to be a focus for me. <laughs> that tells you that, oh yeah, that, that, yeah. that fast of growth. Yeah. You need to stick with that. Definitely. I mean, for myself as regions, please <laughs> stick with it. But yeah. Um, Lauren, she's so cute. And she's going to be on next week. Um, yeah. Oh, I saw that. I'm interested in, in, in hearing her talk about being younger and getting into reselling. Yeah. I, I'm fascinated by that. And it's like, I think back to when I was 14 and I started working uh, in the summers and then after school, so I can afford my school clothes. And, um, it, it was just, it, I was like, I worked at the YMCA and I'm like, I would have loved to do well, back when I was 14, there really wasn't a lot of internet. So was no internet. Yeah. we had chat rooms. <laughs> we did at AOL. Were they around back then? No, they had Prodigy before AOL. Prodigy was the first chat rooms in like okay. 1992, I think. I don't think they launched. That. AOL was my first like online experience. Those yeah. chat rooms. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, because I mean, I was 14 in 89. Yeah. So yeah, it wasn't really a thing yet. So not really. <laughs> well, it's not my household. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I was 14 or 15 now this would be great to do instead of having to go out and work at McDonald's or cause I worked at McDonald's for when I was 16 to 18, it was a good, it was a good job for a teenager, but yeah, this would have been so much nicer. Yes. <laughs> Not to flip burgers, but yeah. So I, I'm very fascinated by that. So I was like, Oh, I need to have her on. We need to talk about this. And then, you know, I like I like to get different perspectives. Right. And I think you can learn something even from, and really anyone's perspective, you can learn something from it. I really, I, I agree. Agree. I agree. I feel the same way. And, and that's what I, I love. I have so many different, you know, people around me, friends that are friends that are, have total different ideologies in life than me. Right. And I respect them so much, you know, because that that's what makes them who they are. And we, I feel like we can learn from everybody and I constantly want to be learning. I don't want to feel like I get to a point where I'm stagnant and I'm not learning. Right. And even YouTube has helped precipitate my learning of something I know a lot about and I'm passionate about. And so there's always growth, you know, there's always a, a way that we can, you know, develop our skills and hone our skills in. And, and I'm really all about creative spirit too. So I love that, you know, you're going to take your denim boxes and you're going to take what's left of them and do something creative and put that out in the world, you know, and it may some be, sound silly as taking a pair of jeans and making it into a skirt, but that's, that is, you know, something that not everybody does. No. So it's really cool. And and uh, apparently people are interested in because someone asked me to make a video about it. I'm like, okay. So I'm marking that down my little list to make, you know, eventually. Mel, I worked at McDonald's for 10 years. Yeah, I've known other people that worked for like for 20 years and whatnot. And I bet McDonald's is way better in Australia because I know in Europe they have so many good like salads and oh yeah, probably. It's like totally different. Well, and then the laws are very different. Like in Europe, like there's certain things are not allowed to put in food that America's like, whatever. Put it in. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, it's fine. Just put it in. It's okay. <laughs> It's probably not going to hurt anything, right? Nah, um, which is kind of funny. But uh, 
Yeah, so I, I wonder if Australia is similar that way. M maybe Mel can tell us that or not. <laughs> I assume they probably are. Yes. But yeah. Anyway, so it's been an hour. So my my camera probably will die soon because <laughs> my battery doesn't seem to last past an hour very much. So whatever, whatever. It is what it is. I bought the wrong camera a long time ago, and I need to. Oh yeah, I try your beer. I know they serve beer wanna, in Germany. <laughs> before we get off here, I want to ask you a question. Sure. I don't know because I haven't been following your channel for a very long time. But what is Vandy's? What's Vandy's closet? Where did the oh. name come from? Well. My last name is Vandridge. Oh, okay. Kind of a contraction of that. My I used to have a card making business on Etsy, and I did that for about four years and never ever took off. Um, people just don't. I mean, I was making these pop up cards and they were pretty cool, but That's no, so not, neat. not that many people bought them. Um, a few people like overseas bought them, and that was kind of cool. It was a trip when like they'd pay like ten dollars in shipping, and the card was also like ten dollars. I'm like, okay, whatever, but um. Yeah, so I kind of took that. My old business was Vandy's craft, Vandy Crafts. And so when I created this business, it was about four months after I said, okay, I'm done. I, oh, yeah, it was November of uh, 2016. I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm folding my Etsy shop. I'm not going to, I put it on permanent vacation. Like it's still in existence, but it's on permanent vacation. And because um, I just wasn't making any money and I was spending far more than I was ever making. So I knew I needed to change that around. Yeah. <laughs> and then it was like four months later that I got into reselling and I knew nothing about brands. Like my brand knowledge outside of like the Prada and Gucci and stuff that everyone happens to know about. Um, it, I was like Target and Old Navy. Because <laughs> yeah. that's where I shop. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with Target and Old Navy, except that it just is a very tiny, tiny part of the fashion industry. And so, yeah, I watch a lot of haul videos so I can learn stuff. And so, yeah, that's how very long answer to your question. Sorry. I but, love that. I was just really curious about it. So, yeah. And it's funny because people now call me like pretty much Vandy. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to accept this. Although in Instagram, it really kind of annoys me <laughs> because it says Melissa at the top. If you're DMing me in, in Instagram, just use Melissa. I like that much better because that's my real name. <laughs> this is my business name. <laughs> well, I, I played roller derby and my name in roller derby was Vicky Six. Nobody called me Vicky. That's Everybody funny. calls me Victoria or my family, my really close friends call me Vic. But it's always been Victoria. That was my great grandmother's name. But everybody started calling me Vicky. And I'm like, you did this to yourself. Like you chose the derby name. <laughs> So it's, I think it's a little different. Yeah. But I mean, and Vicky is a common nickname for Victoria. So I, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's not directly relatable. I, mean, I guess I should have named my, my closet, Melissa's closet. If I wanted to be called Melissa, right? <laughs> no, I think it's cool. I just was curious about it. And I love that you used to make cards. Like how cool is that? Like, that's really neat. Yeah. I still have a lot of the card making stuff. I, I got rid of like some of my punches and um, I sold them off on eBay um, and my stamp sets because I don't use them that much. And and a big problem also is I have um, inflammatory arthritis so it affects my hands a great deal. So that was also getting harder for me to make cards in the first yeah. place. But I have like, I have a cricket downstairs. And I have a, um, a big kick um, thingy. What's it called? 
I don't remember. I just remember it's like, it's a big kick. You put things through it to make the cards and stuff like that, emboss them or cut out shapes and stuff like that. And uh, so I have all that stuff that I don't know if I want to get rid of yet. So it's just in my basement sitting there collecting dust and I don't use it, nor do I want to sell it yet. So, and now you can relaunch your Etsy store with your skirts. <laughs> That's true. I probably could. Yeah. Or yeah. Put them on Depop and Etsy. Yeah. I don't like Etsy's like ratio for their pictures though. I can't yeah, get either. everything in square mode and it doesn't translate well. It's one thing I don't like about Etsy. Just, it makes me so mad. I know I I'm the same way. Cause I just use my square pictures. If they cut it yeah. off, they cut it off. You know, I figure somebody's going to click on it. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's true. And if I did, I wouldn't change the, yeah. the ratio. Um, were you in the cutter groups? No, I mean, the only group I belonged to was a stamping up group, which now I know is an MLM and I didn't know at the time. Oh, but wow. I, yeah, I was, I mean, I was never like a demonstrator, but I would go and I would spend the money every month. And I will, we spent, okay, you had to spend $25. I was always spending like $125 because I can't not spend things, right? And um, so I'm like, oh, I want this. I want this. And oh, if I spend this much, I will get this for free. So I will spend that much. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> so I mean, and I may have like, I may have made that in the month from Etsy and then not including fees or whatnot. Yeah. It was not a lucrative business for me, but. but it, 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 fed your, it fed your creative spirit though. It did. It did. And so yeah, I kind of want to do the uh, whole sewing idea as kind of like a creative outlet. That's so awesome. I'm excited to see what you do. Cool. Me too. I don't know <laughs> what's going to happen yet. We'll find out. <laughs> but yes, thank you so much for being on my channel. I appreciate you coming on and sharing all your uh, nuggets about mid-century Well, not all of them. You have plenty left to set yeah. on your channel. <laughs> Dropping any of them on my channel makes me happy. So um, yeah, I mean... I'm so excited about, I'm way, way excited about your series. So thank I'm you. So it, means, it means a lot. It really does. And, and thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. And thank you everyone coming out to the, 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 the live. I was going to call the broadcast. Technically <laughs> not true, but because it says end broadcast right there, but I'm yeah. going to do this now before I blabble on any longer.